0: Welcome to Something Real. Thank you for joining us. Today, as we post our Sunday sermon, it's a little bit different than our normal format. We were outdoors without amplification as we attempted to recreate an 1860s Civil War-style service uh, worship gathering at the camp in the midst of our Civil War Days reenactment celebration uh, here in Three Oaks, Michigan. So, uh, without further ado, please enjoy. Hear the word of the Lord. Galatians 3. Verses 22 to 29, but the scripture hath concluded all under sin, that the promise by faith of Jesus Christ might be given to them that believe. But before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which should afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster, to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith has come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. And if ye be Christ's, Then ye are Abraham's seed, and heirs according to the promise. This is the word of God. Brothers, sisters, friends, even as we gather here this morning, we find ourselves in the midst of a great war. I speak not of a war between nations, nor even of a war between the states, but a war between good and evil and the battlefield is our hearts and minds. At the center of this great and terrible war is the issue of slavery. Indeed, not merely the great sin of slavery, but the great slavery of sin. Each one of us is in perpetual bondage, perpetual bondage to sin, with no escape, no hope of freedom. We cannot fight our way free, we cannot buy our freedom, No man has the means to do it, yet we yearn for freedom, each of us. We were not born to be slaves, for we were made in God's own image. We were meant for more, therefore our emancipation must come, yet we cannot accomplish it ourselves. Our Lord values people above all other things, for He created them in His image. Mankind, of all creation, bears the image of God universally and uniquely. Imagine one day these trains will take over the entire country. (laughs) The Lord does value people above all other things, and among His image bearers, our Lord desires and prioritizes prioritizes relationship and unity. He created all of mankind for intimate and harmonious relationship with himself and with one another, as a reflection of his own loving character. It is only the presence of sin which divides us from God and from one another. All races, all peoples descended from one man. Did God therefore create distinct races Or did he create one race, one man, with intentional diversity contained within and built into that one? Over the years, men have called the person with dark skin, colored, Negro, or darky, but God calls him image bearer. God calls him image bearer. Made in his likeness, crafted by his hand, Precious in his sight. Therefore, I call him brother. If we share the same father, does that not make of us brothers, sisters, family? Today, our central point, our core reality, if you will, is this truth. Standing before God, we are all alike. It matters not what color your skin, it matters not the geography of your home, it matters not the fatness of your wallet. As we stand before God, every single one of us is alike. As we look at Galatians chapter 3, we see that there are at least four distinct ways that we are alike. You see that we are alike in our sin. We are alike in our sin in that all of us stand condemned, each one of us. We see as, as we read previously in Galatians 3, the scripture hath concluded all under sin. Further, in verse 23, it says, before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up under the faith which should afterwards be revealed but we are unable to keep the law, and therefore we stand condemned. Romans 3, verse 23, tells us that every single one of us has sinned and has fallen short of the glorious standard of our Lord. Further, in chapter 6, the apostle writes that the wages of that sin is death. We are alike in our sin, and we are alike in our death and our condemnation. John 3 18 our Lord himself says that all stand condemned already until we come to faith in the Son we are indeed alike in our sin it does not matter whether you are from Michigan or Tennessee whether you are a landowner a slave owner or among the own you as I stand a sinner before a holy god amen not only are we alike in our sin but standing before god we are all alike in our hope indeed our only hope is christ continuing again in chapter 3 of galatians we see that the scripture hath concluded all under sin that by the promise that the promise by faith of jesus christ might be given to them that believe but before faith came, we were kept under the law, shut up unto the faith, which would afterwards be revealed. Wherefore, the law was our schoolmaster to bring us unto Christ, that we might be justified by faith. But after that faith is come, we are no longer under a schoolmaster. This is indeed our hope in Christ. Our hope is Christ alone. In the gospel according to Luke the evangelist <clears throat> records our lord pointing out clearly that the son of man, the son of man came to seek and to save the lost Amen. this includes each one of us here each person in every status dead in sin lost needing a savior and our Christ has come to save In John 3, verses 16 and 17, we are told that God so loved the world, all of us, not individuals from specific backgrounds, but every single person, regardless of your sin, regardless (coughs) of your attempts at merit, which all fall short, God so loved the world that He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, God made flesh, that everyone, whosoever believeth in him, shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Indeed, he goes on to say that the Son did not come unto the world to condemn the world. Indeed, in verse 18, he says, we stand condemned already. But he came that we might have life. that the world might be saved through him. We are alike in our sin. We are alike in our hope. Our hope is only Christ. Peter says in his great sermon in Acts 4.12 that there is no other name by which men must be saved. Jesus said in John 6.37 that all that the Father draws to him will come to him, and no one who comes to him will ever be cast out. Paul records in his letter to Timothy, the first letter, chapter 2, verse 4, that all men, all men should be saved. That's God's desire, that all would be saved and come to a knowledge of the truth. We are alike in our sin. We are alike in that we have hope in Christ. Yet apart from Christ, there is no hope. Therefore, standing before God, we are all alike in his grace. We are united by the unmerited favor of God. Looking again at Galatians 3. Continuing in verses 26 and following. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Let us hear this again. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. That is to say that if you are in Christ Jesus by faith, you are children of God. That means that if you are not, you remain in the condemnation that is ours by default. We remain in the condemnation that is the result of our choices. We choose our way over God's way. We choose sin. Therefore, we choose death and slavery. We are alike in his grace. For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. For as many as you have as have been baptized into Christ, as many of you as have been identified with the work of Christ on the cross and the gathering of his people to church. For as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. You are His. You have taken Him unto yourself. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither bond nor free. There is neither male nor female. For ye are all one in Christ Jesus. We are united in this saving grace. We are united by a God who, who has given us undeserved, unmerited favor? The Apostle tells us in his letter to the Ephesians that we are saved by grace, through faith, that we take hold of this grace by trusting. And even that is not of ourselves, it's not of works, lest any man should boast. We are united by unmerited favor, alike in His grace. We overcome our sameness in sin by our united hope in Christ. And when we take hold of that grace, we become His children of the same Father. And we are therefore standing before God, alike in His glory. Those final two verses of our passage point this out. There is neither Jew nor Greek. Your background, your nation, matters not. There is neither bond nor free. Slavery or freedom is a spiritual issue. The slavery we see in this life is for but a time. Our slavery to sin lasts for eternity, but our emancipation by grace. There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither bond nor free, there is neither male nor female. We are all equal before this same God, regardless of your sex, regardless of your status. We may have distinct roles, but we stand equally at the foot of the cross. He goes on to say, Ye are all one in Christ Jesus, and if ye be Christ's, if ye belong to Him, then are ye Abraham's seed. Heirs, according to the promise. Abraham had two sons. Only one was the child of the promise. Those who came from the line of Isaac, Those were the children by whom God would reckon the inheritance. For those of us who think that our standing, our skin color, our geography, our church affiliation, the baptism we may have received apart from faith, any of these things, if we rely on these things as our justification before a holy God, then we stand not as children of the promise, not as heirs, but as those who are outside according to the flesh. As we receive Christ and become His, then we are heirs according to the promise. And if heirs, then we are united. Hear the word of the Lord from Romans 8, verses 16 and 17. The Spirit itself beareth witness with our spirit, That we are the children of God. And if children, then heirs. Mm -hmm. Heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ. If so, if so be that we suffer with Him. That we may also be glorified together. Mm -hmm. When we are heirs, then we are all heirs together. Full and equal heirs of the promise of God. Jesus told us, in that great commission to go and make disciples of all nations do all nations not include the nations of Africa do all nations not include all of the pagan and heathen nations do all nations not include those represented in this melting pot of the United States presently divided so divided Have we ever not been divided in our thought? And yet we are united by a greater bond. Even so, in the church, as co-heirs, not only co-heirs with brothers and sisters, but co-heirs with Christ, we are united by a greater bond than anything that might divide us. We must recognize that in eternity we will worship together, In the book of the Revelation, according to John, chapter 5, it is recorded this way, of the people of God in heaven. And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and hast redeemed us to God by thy blood, out of every kindred, and tongue, and people, and nation, and hast made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. How be it then, that any man should enslave those whom God has made king and priest. Standing before God, we are all alike. All of us stand on level footing before a holy God. All alike, all unworthy, all offered grace in Christ. For all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. For it is by grace you are saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God that no man may boast. We must come to him empty-handed, just as we are, empty-handed, without merit of our own, falling at the foot of the cross, crying out before the king as beggars who need mercy. We must come just as we are and surrender ourselves to His grace. We have indeed no merit of our own, for all have sinned, and God is no respecter of persons. Therefore each one of us must fall upon the mercy of the Savior, turning in repentance from sin to Christ. All who have received this mercy and grace are brothers and sisters. There is no difference, and we must love one another as equals. Submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. As we close this morning, I invite you to heed the call of the Lord. Turn from your sin to Jesus Christ, the Savior of your soul. And be welcomed into his forever family. And as a member of his family, recognize that earthly differences are of no matter amongst the brethren. They simply add to the beauty of God's masterpiece. Let us pray together. father god here in this place many of diverse backgrounds are gathered many of diverse sins are gathered father no sinner can enter your kingdom sin cannot stand in your presence and yet no sinner is too vile too foul to be saved by the blood of your son shed on their behalf Father, by your spirit, move in our hearts to receive your grace and then to live in that grace, unified by the blood of Christ, working justice for each and every human being created in your image. Father, we pray this morning that you would receive glory and honor from our time and that our hearts would be moved to you, even as we are in this very moment. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus. Amen.